live and local. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. Good afternoon and happy Friday to you and yours. February 10th, the year 2023. It's been quite a week. We look forward to joining you here for the next two hours to inform and hopefully to entertain a little bit with lots to talk about. And my main man, James Mesh, uh, sitting in that highly coveted producer's chair inside the game studios, spinning the tunes, pushing all the buttons. He's on the campus of Delta Media, which houses KLWB, which is 1037 Lafayette. We're also on 1041 in Lake Charles, streaming everywhere on this planet, 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. And if you're in the Acadiana area, you can uh, see us on television as we're simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. Did you miss the headlines of the day? Not to worry. The Blonde Bomber has you covered. Here is Holtberg's headlines. It was inevitable that with the college football playoff expanding, that Texas and Oklahoma would reach an agreement with the Big 12 to come join the Southeastern Conference sooner than the 2025 season, and they did. They've reached that agreement. And we will join the league where it just means more in 2024, a year earlier than originally planned. The Big 12 made that announcement last night. The schools have to pay a combined $100 million to withdraw from the Big 12 before the expiration of their grant of rights. Negotiations with television broadcast partners and conferences cleared the way. In a statement, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey said the league office would, quote, proceed with facilitating the transition for Texas and Oklahoma to become members on July 1st, 2024. The conference will then expand to 16 teams. So um, the news further cemented that the, the transformation in 2024 that will take place across college sports, particularly in football. That same year, the college football playoff expands to a 12-team format, and Southern Cal and UCLA join the Big Ten. It is also when ESPN takes over exclusive broadcast rights of the SEC. This season will now likely be the last with divisions in the SEC. And the conference has been debating a divisionless schedule with eight or nine league games since Texas and Oklahoma made that switch that was first announced in 2021. I firmly believe that the SEC will go to a nine-game conference format with three yearly teams you play annually. For LSU, I think it's going to be Alabama. I think it's going to be Ole Miss. And I think it's going to be Texas A&M. So we'll see. 
We shall see. Uh, scheduling has to take place, and I don't think it's going to take long. I think within the next few months, this is all going to come to fruition. So um, the Big 12 officially adds BYU, Central Florida, Cincinnati, and Houston this year on July the 1st. It will compete as a 14-team league during the next academic year, then drop back to 12 teams Excuse me. After Texas and Oklahoma depart for the SEC, much more on this uh, to come. It was inevitable. LSU's basketball court will now be named after former men's basketball coach Dale Brown and the late former women's basketball coach Sue Gunter. The LSU Board of Supervisors voted today to rename the hardwood, quote, Dale Brown slash Sue Gunter Court, a proposal that passed with one objection after going through the academic committee by a 6-2 to two vote. So... There you go. I'm not going to argue one way or the other. It is what it is. And let's move on and get on uh, with our lives, so to speak. Right. So, yes, Um, the Super Bowl is Sunday, February 12th. Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles will face off in the final game of the 22-23 season. But guess what? If you want more professional football, the XFL is right around the corner. The 2023 season kicks off February 18th and runs through the XFL championship game on May 13th. Tryouts and training camps are complete. Teams across the league finalize rosters this week. Ten former LSU Tigers landed on rosters for the 2023 season. For the Houston Roughnecks, wide receiver John Trey Kirkland, defensive lineman Glenn Logan, cornerback, Kerry Vincent for the San Antonio Brahmas punter Brad Wing tight end Jamal Pettigrew and offensive lineman Chidi Okiki for the St. Louis Battlehawks offensive lineman Vidal Alexander the DC defender safety Cam Lewis the Arlington Renegades cornerback Darren Evans and offensive lineman Maya Tahuma so there you go. Eight XFL teams split into two divisions. The XFL North has the D.C. Defenders, the Seattle Sea Dragons, the St. Louis Battlehawks, and the Vegas Vipers. One thing about the XFL, they got some cool names, right? They got some cool names. They had an XFL South, the Arlington Renegades, the Houston Roughnecks, the Orlando Guardians, and the San Antonio Brahmas. You got to love it. You got to love it. Um Turning to the basketball front, big game tonight for the Pels as they take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Nine o'clock tip inside the Smoothie King Center. Nine o'clock. Crazy. Can the LSU men snap an 11-game losing streak? Well, they've got to take on the Texas A&M Aggies tomorrow in Peach Palace. And then on Sunday, the monumental ma- uh, matchup, the collision in Columbia, two undefeated uh, teams LSU and South Carolina. Strange to believe, LSU's ranked two in the coaches' poll, ranked three in the AP poll, and the first um, kind of um, bracket for the NCAA tournament came out with the top sixteen seeds, and LSU was on the two seed line. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! So, no, in the words of Rodney Dangerfield, no respect, no respect. So, 
chip on the old shoulder, right? Chip on the old shoulder. Southeastern Conference Commissioner Greg Sankey announced that $721.8 million of total revenue was divided among the SEC's 14 schools from the 2021-22 fiscal year, which amounts to $49.9 million per school. Wow. Wow. And, I mean, it's none of my business, but it's out there, so I'll, t- I'll say it. Um, conflicting reports, um, according to Tiger Rag and other news entities, LSU coach Brian Kelly has filed for divorce in the Baton Rouge court from his wife of 28 years. Now they're talking about, no, 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 no. We, we have reconciled and we don't want this to go to court. They've got children of the Kellys saying this is fake news. I don't know what it is. Um, but usually where there's smoke, there's fire. And you can read between the tea leaves here. So we'll wait and see uh, what happens along that front. Um, yeah, we, we, we shall wait and see. Wait and see. Uh, let's see. What else do we have out there? Uh, Camp Thomas, who's been a former LSU basketball player, has been on fire of late, scoring back-to-back games of 40 or more points. Uh, but he's been fined $40,000 for using derogatory and disparaging language after yesterday's win over the Chicago Bulls. Thomas was interviewed on the court alongside new teammate Spencer Dinwiddie following the Nets 116-105 victory and uh, he made a comment and it just uh, it, it was the wrong thing to say. Thomas later took to social media to apologize for the remark. Quote, I want to apologize for the insensitive word I used in the postgame interview. I was excited about the win, was being playful. I didn't intend to offend anyone, but realized that I probably did. Much apologies again, much love. But um, with Kyrie even, uh, Irvin gone, uh, wow. Uh, Cam Thomas, who... Led LSU when Will Wade was coaching. He was a scoring machine, and now he's doing it uh, in the NBA. So um, nice, 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 nice. Uh, Some replacements added to the all-star rosters because three current players, uh, Kevin Durant of Phoenix, Golden State, Steph Curry, and New Orleans' Zion Williamson will be unable to play. They've been replaced by Minnesota's Anthony Edwards, very deserving, Toronto's Pascal Siakam, and very, very deserving, Sacramento's De'Aaron Fox. So uh, Curry's out with a left leg injury. Durant uh, uh, continues to recover from an MCL sprain in his right knee. And, of course, Zion has that right hamstring strain. Hopefully he will be back after the All-Star break and we can go from there. So there's your headlines of the day, our guest list. Um, coming up 2.30ish, Larry Holder of The Athletic will get his thoughts on how the Saints wined and dined Derek Carr and his thoughts on the Super Bowl. Adam Spencer will join us with more details on Texas and Oklahoma. Boy, this brings back rivalries, right? This brings back uh, Texas, Texas A&M, Texas, Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma. 
uh, some big rivalries, and how will the SEC divvy up? Uh, look, they've got 12 games, and a lot of these teams have already got their schedules laid out. If you go to a nine-game schedule, that means you have to drop one of those non-conference games. And so the athletic rights are going to be busy. I'm sure there's going to be money involved to, uh, hey, we can't play anymore, but take this check as a consolation prize. So we'll delve into that. George Faust will join us. Cajuns lose a tough one in front of a packed house of over 8,000 people uh, in um, Reed Coliseum in Hattiesburg. Southern Miss gets the win. They've got the leg up now, one game lead in the Sunbelt Conference. We'll talk about that. Plus some some big high school games in the Cajun Dome coming up tomorrow. And then George Becknell, James Mesh, and I will make some picks. Not many games to pick, but we'll pick them um, and give you our opinion. So that's what's coming your way today on this Friday, February 10th, the year 2023. We'll take our first time out and get the ball rolling after this. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. We're brought to you each and every day by the great folks at ShopRite Tobacco Plus Discount Outlets, over 60 of them in southern and central Louisiana. You can find them everywhere, and if you can't shop right at ShopRite, you just can't shop right at all. By Ducks, cleaning America's air from the inside out. By Eon of Lafayette, Baton Rouge, and Mandeville, the premier touchless robotic laser body contouring device that helps you lose those unwanted inches and... Uh, You'll have permanent fat reduction. The boss, Tara LaPerry. Happy birthday, Miss Tara. By Louisiana Lottery. You can't win until you start playing. By DC's Little Capital Exxon with their true soul food deli, home of the best cheeseburger your mouth has ever tasted. And by Cajun Chef. Turn up the taste with Cajun Chef Hot Sauce. Don't agree with what Jordy has to say? Not to worry. He's always open to a healthy debate. Well, Dean, I'm, I'm glad that you asked that Actually, question. Actually, I'd like to jump in and take that one, Jimmy, if you don't mind. Have at it, boss. Give us a call on the hotline at 337-706-0111. Now back to more of the Jordy Holtberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 18 minutes after the hour. Welcome back. Uh, we will take your phone calls. Who would you like to see LSU play on a permanent basis in football? Let's say they go to the um, the three uh, permanent teams and rotate six. That's nine. That gives you three non-conference games. How, how is LSU going to to schedule um, their their games, uh, depending upon how this all comes about? Look, they, we're not going to have to wait long to find out what this schedule is going to be like. The SEC announced his 2023 schedule in late September. Um, look, they're going to determine this thing. They're going to figure out um, are we going to go divisionless, which I think they will? I think they'll take the team, two teams with the best records. Um, I think uh, it would be interesting if they set up the West and the East. That would mean Alabama, Auburn would have to be in the Eastern Division, uh, LSU, Arkansas, Missouri, Texas, uh, Oklahoma, Texas A&M, Arkansas would all be in the West. But that that's to be determined by those that want to make those decisions but 
Boy, it certainly means uh, rivalry games, right? Uh, The Bedlam matchup this season between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State scheduled for November 4th in Stillwater. That figures to be the last for a while, at least. Now, they could continue to meet in other sports, but it's hard to see the football series resuming in the near future. For Texas, the move should reignite the dormant rivalry with Texas A&M that hasn't been played since the Aggies departed the Big 12 after the 2011 season. So we've gone a long time without Texas and Texas A&M, but I guess to those people in that part of the world, uh, that that's significant to them. And what this does is if they go to the 3-6, um, Alabama, you can book it. Their three would be LSU, it would be Auburn, and it would be Tennessee, period. So, um, yeah. Now, how much is Oklahoma and Texas, how much will that make, make in the SEC? Well, um, as I said earlier, um, they're not going to get anything – for the first year, they're going to have to earn their way in. Um, so, you know, $49.9 million per per school this year, down about $4.7 million from the distributions the conference reported in the 2021 fiscal year. Uh, so it went down a little bit, but Oklahoma and Texas is going to make it bigger, and the television contract is so much bigger uh, now with those two teams in there. So rivalry games will happen. I think that it will excite things, and it just it's the time because it coincides with uh, – the playoffs, which um, will expand to a 12-team field. So it's just it just makes sense. Just makes sense. What's really odd is that the Big 12 is going to go with them this year, a 14-team league, because they're, they're welcoming um, Cincinnati, BYU, Central Florida, um, to all of that. And then they're going to – have to change again because they're going to be a 12 school conference. So that's uh, interesting for the big 12 to say the least Um, cost wise, a hundred million in distributable distributable revenue that will go to the eight big 12 schools remaining before the Sooners and Longhorns depart. The big 12 members that join this summer, BYU, Central Florida, Cincinnati, Houston won't be a part of that revenue influx. The big 12 announcement said Oklahoma and Texas would be able to partially offset that amount with future revenue. Revenues, so they don't have to come out of pocket completely along those lines. Um, so, uh, but they've got plenty, and it just behooves them to to make it happen. So, uh, in essence, um, things are changing. Things are changing in the SEC, and we'll see um, how much it affects. You know, I I believe the coaches would like to have an eight-game conference schedule, but it just doesn't make sense. I've got to believe their broadcasting partner is going to say, look, we're spending all this money. We need better games. So we need nine conference games. I think that's that's going to be an absolute um, no-brainer along those lines. And it'll be interesting to see, not etched in stone by any stretch of the imagination, uh, but what this does, that 3-6 format, is you'll get to play everybody a lot sooner. 
and that's good for your fan base. That's good for the players. They want to play different teams. They want to play all these teams. And, uh, you know, obviously this would do away with the Florida um, battle each and every year. And we'll do away some uh, with some other ones. But I, I believe because of the intensity and the rivalries that exist, I think LSU Ole Miss, LSU Alabama, LSU Texas A&M will be the, uh, the three permanent teams each and every year that LSU has to face. And then they'll just rotate and rotate and rotate. And you'll get to go play at Missouri. And Missouri get to come play here. You get to go play at Texas. And Texas comes here at Oklahoma. And then Oklahoma will come here. I think it's just good. I think it's good for your fan base. I think it's good for the play. I think it's good for everyone involved. So that that kind of uh, excites me along those lines. And now with the 12-team uh, format coming up in 2024, Boy, the SEC certainly has is going to um, claim without question, without doubt, that um, they're the best conference and they'll be in really, really, really good shape. So rivalries are good, and these will be rekindled, and that's good. You think about Texas A&M and Texas, uh, Arkansas and Texas, Oklahoma and Missouri. The SEC will have a quarter of the former Big 8 members in the league. Um, the next step is going to figure out how often they'll play each other and how many conference opponents they'll face. Now, remember, they SEC athletic directors had hoped to determine their future scheduling model last May at the league spring meetings in Destin, Florida, but ultimately decided to wait because more changes in co- college athletics were on the horizon. Um, they still hadn't made a decision on the 12-team format at the time. The Big Ten was on the brink of ironing out its new media rights deal. And there was a change in the Big 12 conference leadership pending the hiring of Commissioner Brett Yormack. So all these things came into play. Uh, Greg Sankey, the commissioner of the SEC, has been open about the conference favoring a single division model. Um and after OU and Texas uh, announced in 2021 their intent to leave the Big 12, he encouraged all the conference to rotate teams throughout the league with greater frequency. And that's the key, greater frequency. That's why I think the 3-6 the format is the way it's going to go. So good times are ahead. Big days are ahead. And uh, we shall see. Um, Texas, Oklahoma coming to the SEC in 2024. I, I thought it might be a little bit sooner, but I think there's a lot of logistics involved. And, you know, scheduling is a big, big deal. Big, big deal. Who are you going to play? When you are going to play? Where are you going to play? And try to keep all these teams happy. Whoo! Man, there are going to be some teams upset. There might be some LSU fans that say, you know, we don't care about Texas A&M. We'd rather play uh, Auburn, Ole Miss, Alabama, Auburn. Uh, Some people would say something else. So just imagine these athletic directors who have meetings with their coaches and they're going, okay, uh, what do you think gives you the best chance to win? Well, you know, you're going to play everybody anyway. So let's just go with it. We shall see. Um, Still to come.
Uh, hour number two, Adam Spencer will talk more about this. We'll have George Faust from KLFY talking to Raging Cajuns. George Becknell, James Mesh, and I will make our weekly picks. We'll pick the uh, the Pelicans-Cleveland Cavaliers game tonight. Pell's trying to keep it going. Keep it going. Um, we'll pick LSU men versus Texas A&M. When is LSU going to have a one of those good shooting nights? That's what they need. Can it be Saturday as they try to end an 11-game losing streak? Uh, we'll pick Kim Mulkey's LSU women's team going up to South Carolina for a sold-out battle of the unbeatens. And then we'll pick the Super Bowl as well. So that's what's all coming your way. But first, Larry Holder of The Athletic will join us after this timeout. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. Um, you know, join us for a day of golf and giving at the game charity golf scramble benefiting Redbird Ministries. Hit the links at Farm Day Alley while supporting a great cause. All proceeds from the tournament will go towards Redbird Ministries' mission of serving families who've been given the extraordinary cross to carry, and that is the loss of a child. In addition to 18 holes of golf, the day will include great prizes, food, drink, and a great day with the staff at the game. So gather your friends and colleagues for a fun day on the course while making a difference in the lives of those in need. Get your foursome together and register now at 1037thegame.com. Together, we can make a difference. Tune in every weekday at 8.15 a.m. and 3.15 p.m. for the LSU Sports Update, presented by Tibbs Trailers here on The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. And we are back and better than ever on this Friday, February the 10th, 34 minutes after the hour. I hope you're having a great day. My day just got better because I get to talk to Larry Holder of The Athletic. Laissez le bon temps roulé, my friend. How are you? I'm good. Super Bowl coming up. Mardi Gras cranking up here in New Orleans. So, uh, you know, it's uh, that time of the year. It is that time of the year. Are you still a, a big Mardi Gras goer or do you like to just get away and not go go to any of it? I am not a typical Mardi Gras goer. Uh, I mean, I figure you've been there, done that plenty of times. Obviously, I know how much people enjoy it. Um, but I mean, my kids aren't totally in love with it. So if they're not pushing to go, I'm not exactly ready to go full blast <laughs> yeah. if I don't have to. Yeah, I've uh, yeah been there, done that, got all the postcards I need. I- I'd much rather go to the beach somewhere uh, or whatever. Okay, um, Super Bowl Fifty Seven. Um, you excited about this one? Yeah, I think about it. it's about as good of a matchup as you could have hoped for. Really, uh, you have the top two seeds. Uh, you know, in, in terms of uh, number one seed in each conference, you've got. Yep. The MVP winner, Patrick Mahomes, against the MVP runner-up in Jalen Hurts. Uh, it, it both have played very good football. And, look, even you look by the point spread, I mean, it's nearly a pick game. And so, uh, in, in that sense, uh, there, there are certainly pluses and minuses on each side uh, where you could point to uh, and really like the Chiefs or really like the Eagles and so, yeah, anyway, you really slice it. I mean, I think it should be uh, an entertaining game. 
uh, and uh, against two, the two best teams uh, in the NFL this season. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, if you take the quarterbacks out of the equation, and of course that's the most important position on the field, who's got the better, deeper team? I feel like it's the Eagles. Uh, I look mm-hmm. at it in the sense that the Eagles run the football extremely well. Uh, their offensive line uh, is arguably the best unit in the league this year. And yeah. then you, you look at their skill position players on offense. I mean, you know, you got to like A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard's in that mix. And, uh, you know, it's uh, I feel like it's a, it's uh, you could do both if you wanted to. If you want to run the football, if you want to throw the football, I feel like the Eagles can do that. And look, the Eagles, they have one of the most potent pass rushes in the history of football. I mean, they You're have right. been incredible. And mm-hmm. I like their secondary, too. So, you know, when I, when I look at the Eagles, uh, I, I just see them as being a balanced team on both sides of the football. And mm-hmm. you could – here's the thing. If you said, all right, the top three players – among both teams, I'd probably go Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Chris Jones, yeah. and then. Yeah. But yet after that, I'd probably go four through eleven or twelve uh, and name Eagles players. So uh, and gotcha. and you you could kind of bounce back and forth on both sides of the football uh, with the Eagles. So yeah, I, I feel like they're just the more balanced team. Do you lend any credence to the fact that Andy Reid's been there, been there several times? And Coach Sirianni has it. Does that play a big role here or not? I think it plays more of a role than a lot of the Chiefs players have been there. There's only a couple left on the Eagles team that's uh, that's been there. Uh, uh-huh. And they're on, they're on defense. I mean, Lane Johnson there as well on offense, but still Kelsey as well. Uh, you know, both Kelseys have won a Super Bowl. Uh, so but I, I don't think it's I – I just don't see Andy Reid being like – head and shoulders above Nick Sirianni. I mean, look, okay. obviously Sirianni hasn't been doing it as long as Andy Reid, but he, it's certainly shown to me uh, that he is far, is certainly capable uh, of making this happen, uh, you know, in his first run. Obviously, Doug Peterson did it last time the Eagles were there, but I, I don't think this is too big for Sirianni. But also, Andy Reid, of course, we know he's one of the best head coaches uh, we've seen really this generation of football are among one of the best, and so you know it's uh, maybe he's got something up his sleeve, uh, yeah. But but still, I, I don't think it's that Andy Reid is so much, you know, more uh, experienced and bigger and better gotcha. than, in terms of knowledge of football. Uh, and I, you know, I, I'm not making as big of a deal about that okay. as maybe I would uh, if if say another team was going into the Super Bowl, like someone we didn't expect. You know, I, I feel okay. like the Eagles have just been really good all year. Uh, yeah. And so this isn't too big for Sirianni. Larry Holder of The Athletic with us. Um, do you agree or disagree with this statement? Jalen Hurts has to play good for the Eagles to win. Patrick Mahomes has to play great for the Chiefs to win. Yes or no? I'd agree. I think that's fair uh, because yeah. – it's not like the Chiefs uh, have this real ground attack. So I mean, it's it's so heavily uh, reliant on what Mahomes uh, can do on his own, uh, and it, their offensive line isn't as uh, isn't as potent as maybe say the Eagles. 
And then for Jalen Hurts, that's the thing with him. He has improved a lot as a passer, and he it's really pretty amazing to see his growth as a pocket passer. I mean, obviously he rolls out, but just as a thrower. Like, he has certainly gotten better. And that just makes things more dangerous. It opens things up, like being able to run the football so well with Miles Sanders. And, uh, you know, it's not like even, – even when the Eagles have been winning, it's not like Jalen Hurts has to rush for 100 yards. Right. Uh, you know, he doesn't have to be like a similar ill quarterback like a Josh Allen. He doesn't have to be a Lamar Jackson where it's got to be all on his shoulders. I mean, that mm-hmm. not, doesn't have to be that case. And I think that's – I mean, you, I know you're going to ask me for a pick, and, I mean, you could already hear what, what direction I'm – I'm, I'm 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 leaning in every answer giving you, uh, but, uh, but yeah, look, I think that's fair though. I think Patrick Mahomes needs to be great, and Jalen Hurts only has to be good because they don't because the Eagles are more diverse. Right. So I was going. The next question was going to be all right. Um, normally, they say you take the best coach and the best quarterback, and that's where people lean. And I think everybody would give the advantage, albeit slight, to Andy Reid over Nick Sirianni, and people would give the nod to Pat Mahomes over Jalen Hurts. Uh, with that being said, um, better coach, better quarterback. Many people would say the Kansas City Chiefs are the team that's going to win this thing, but I believe Larry Holder's going in just the opposite direction. I think you're right. I guess it's pick time. I picked the public, <laughs> so I don't. Yes. I don't have any shame. Um, I'm going Eagles, and I'm gonna, okay. and I went 31-24. So I guess technically I'm taking the over. Uh, there so you I, go. You know, I, yeah. So 31-24. I just think that. Like like we just discussed, like it doesn't have to be on Jalen Hurts, but if mm-hmm. if it turns out it has to be, I think he's capable of doing it. I mean, I, I really do. do. Uh, and, and you know, it's it's something that if Mahomes gets on a roll and maybe the Eagles' defense gets a little sheepish, maybe the Chiefs can kind of uh, take this one. But I just don't see that happening. I mean, I, I just think that uh, the Eagles can counteract what the Chiefs can do uh, on either side of the ball. I'm not saying he's going to shut down Patrick Mahomes, right? But right. it can make life challenging for him uh, yeah. with with uh, either pass rush or even their play in the secondary has been very good. So you know, to me, I just think that uh, the Eagles uh, can kind of grind and pound if they want to, or make get it done through the air, and uh, they can slow down the Chiefs' offense. So, like I said, Chiefs 31, Eagle. <laughs> uh, I mean, Eagles 31, Chiefs 24. Yeah. It's amazing. We had to do our picks and put it online and all that stuff for our show here. And I picked the exact same team to win by the exact same score as you did. So, uh, either we're run. geniuses or idiots. No, people so, run hey, as either fast way, as we're in it can. together. <laughs> run as fast as you can in the other direction. All right, here's the next question. With all the great restaurants, in, in, and I'm not knocking this one, but Ralph's on the Park? That's where you take Derek Carr? What's up with that? What's up with that? Like it's, Ralph's is a good restaurant, but obviously they, they're ones with a little more high uh, high esteem. But uh, <laughs> like, maybe it's more about, well, here's the park, and here's uh, you know, New Orleans, and uh, maybe a little bit of scenery, maybe. I, I don't know. But, yeah, I think that uh, uh, it's good that you got Derek Carr in town for two days. I think that was a, yeah. a positive sign, and... You know, people ask me, you know, what do you think? What do you think? I, 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 I just keep saying, 
I know the Saints want him, right. uh, but in which avenue they acquire him, I think that's we're still kind of up in the air with that. Um, and uh, everybody knows by now Derek Carr is not a free agent yet. Uh, you'd have to mm-hmm. trade for him at this point. Uh, but the Raiders will have to eat a ton of cap, uh, cap space uh, if Derek Carr is not traded or released by February 15th. So by next week, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll know which avenue the, t- the Saints would have to take. Uh, and then also, if, if they wait and release him, then that opens it up for other teams to kind of dive in. But, you know, I, I would, I'm under the impression that Derek Carr will be the Saints quarterback next year. And wow. I don't really, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't matter which avenue they get him. I mean, I, I think it would cost them a, a third round pick. And, uh, you know, that's not, to me, that's, that's, a, that's, that's an okay it. price to pay for a yes. guy who, you know, is a, a, he's a legit starter. Now, is he top? Five? No, but is he a legit starter in the NFL? Yes. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, I, I think signs point to the Saints uh, acquiring him. And, and if they do acquire him, depending upon what these other teams do, I mean, you got to favor the Saints in the NFC South, don't you? No question. <laughs> He's I mean, the really? only person who you would actually want to trust to be a starter on the You're team. Right. I mean, it's yeah, it's pretty amazing how. Uh, how the NFC South has has gone in a couple years to having established quarterbacks like Drew Brees and Matt Ryan and Tom Brady, and now it's all gone, and no one has anybody really really count on at all. And so, uh, uh, yeah, I think it would make them in that moment the immediate favorite. I, I think there's no question about that. Uh, but but here's the thing that I mean, when when you dive into with Derek Carr. Uh, how he played last year, uh, when you look at it, and I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer, it just is what it is. I mean, it, he had his second lowest quarterback rating and second lowest completion percentage of his career in a season. The last time was his rookie year. And, uh, you know, is that a byproduct of a new offense? Is that a byproduct of trying to force feed it to Devontae Adams too much or lacking weapons like Darren Waller and on a Renfro, I mean, they had a great run game. I mean, Josh Jacobs, uh, yeah. he had uh, he was arguably the best running back of the season. But still, no doubt. you know, where is he? I mean, he's 31 years old. Uh, do, can you know? Can is is was last season a blip, or was it a, a point to a downtrend? I mean, I think that's that's kind of the question that's going to follow Carr uh, if slash when he gets here. If if he goes to the Saints. Do the Saints draft a quarterback? Do they keep Andy Dalton as a what? What do you think they do? I don't think they necessarily have to draft one, just because if you're getting Carr, you're assuming he's going to be your starter for at least the next few years. So you're yeah. not stuck saying I've got to draft a quarterback. And it wouldn't. I think it would. It would still make sense for the Saints to re-sign Andy Dalton if he wants to. I mean, even though he started a bunch of games, he's not going to go anywhere and be a starter. I mean, he knows what he right. is at this point. Yeah. Uh, and so it's it's when you look at it, only if the Saints really love a quarterback that at whenever they're drafting, if they move okay. around, if they put a twenty nine or in the second round, I mean, they have to be really in love with one to. Uh, to take one early, at least maybe later, but I mean, it's a uh, you know like a fourth round kind of the way they they went with Ian Book, even though that didn't pan out. But you know they don't have to take one high if they get Carr because Carr's coming in, and it's not like hey we, we got to see if 
Derek Carr can last this year and and move on. They, I would assume they would see him as a as a I guess NFL in NFL terms long term starter, say at least three years. That'd be my thought. Larry Hilger, the Athletic. Thank you, my friend. Enjoy uh, Super Bowl Sunday, and um, don't worry. NFL ends. The XFL starts next weekend. Boom! Football never ends in America. It never ends. Thank you, my friend. Take care. You too. And uh, what are you talking about? In like two weeks, I'll be at the Combine. <laughs> so yeah. guess what? Oh my it, God. it really does never end. <laughs> it does never end. Thank you, Larry. You take care. Larry Holder uh, of the right, Athletic. Dirty, we'll be back to wrap up our number one after this timeout. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. It's another two-for-one deal from AcadianaDeals.com. This today, today, you can get two $20 vouchers to Dickie's Barbecue Pit for only $20. That's $40 in vouchers. You'll get it for half the price. Once again, visit AcadianaDeals.com today to get two $20 vouchers to Dickie's Barbecue Pit for only $20. Every day is a Chamber of Commerce kind of day when you're listening to The Jordy Holberg Show. This is the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros in Southwest Louisiana. All right, we're back 53 minutes after the hour as we wrap up our number one. We told you Pat Mahomes was voted the uh, MVP of the NFL for uh, yet another time. Did you know that Justin Jefferson was... Um, awarded the NFL Offensive Player of the Year Award. He is the second LSU player in its history to receive this award. Can you guess who the first one was? Hmm. Plenty of opportunities, but you got to go way back to 1976 when Burt Jones claimed the honor when he was playing for the then Baltimore Colts. So, um yeah, pretty good. Uh, on the flip side, bad times for Brooklyn Nets guard Cam Thomas, the former LSU guard, been fined $40,000 for using, quote, derogatory and disparaging language after last night's win over the Chicago Bulls. Yes, indeed. Um, my buddy Jeffrey Marks got a comment from, from Dale Brown after today's Board of Supervisors rubber stamp vote that now will call the court the Dale Brown Sue Gunter court quote from Dale Brown. I am forever grateful for the many years I had the opportunity to serve LSU Baton Rouge and all of Louisiana. I knew Sue. I know Sue Gunter felt the same way. It was always a pleasure to work with her. We were great friends and had the utmost respect for each other. So there you go. There you go. Um, it is what it is. It's time to move on. And um, those that uh, feel like they were slighted, life is too short. <laughs> Let's just get on with it. And we wish both the men to have success and the women to have continued success. That's what it's all about. And um, now the big dilemma will occur if and when Kim Mulkey wins a national championship and if you see the meteoric rise that she's had with this program, you've got to believe that there's a great opportunity there. Then what do you do? 
what do you do? So, because neither Dale nor Sue ever won a national championship. Um, neither one ever got to the national championship game. Both got to a final four, but never to a national championship game. Kim Mulkey's been there, done that, and certainly appears to be heading in the direction to have the opportunity to do it again. So what do you do there? And I talked about this yesterday. I mean, you know, what, what is the criteria? What is it? Um, you'll, so we'll see. Is it just win a national championship? Because if that's the case, what do they do for Paul Maneri with LSU baseball? What do they do for Paul Dietzel and um, Nick Saban and Les Miles and Ed Ogeron for LSU football? Track and field, Pat Henry, Dennis Shaver. What do you do? Um, there's only so many statues you can build and, 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 and put up, but that's where you have to have the criteria. So, so we shall see. Uh, so glad it's over and done with. And I won't get any more phone calls asking my opinion on things and this, that, that life's too short. That's what you want. That's fine. That is fine. Uh, our number two coming up. Adam Spencer will join us from Saturday down south. Heavy interest in the SEC uh, with Oklahoma, Texas coming in 2024. What does he anticipate? And what will be some of the big rivalries that come up with that? George Faust, what a packed house it was in Hattiesburg. Cajuns came up a little bit short. We'll recap that, plus some big-time high school hoops in the Cajun Dome tomorrow. Talk about that. Then we'll make our picks, as always. Hour number two of the Jordy Hulkberg Show. Straight ahead after the top of the hour sports update and much, much more here on The Game. Live and local, this is The Game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Open for the end zone. It's a Saints touchdown. It's time for two hours of the best sports talk on the airwaves. Here's your host, the Blonde Bomber, Jordy Holtberg. It's hour number two of two, and away we go on this Friday, February 10th, the year 2023. My main man, James Mesh, back in the master control suite, spinning the tunes, pushing the buttons right there on the campus of Delta Media, which houses KLWB, which is 1037 Lafayette. We're also on 1041 in Lake Charles, streaming around the world, 1037thegame.com, 1041thegame.com. And if you happen to be in the Acadiana area, you can pop on your television set because we're simulcast on Stadium 32.3 and 133 on LUS Fiber. The big news around the Southeastern Conference, Texas, uh, Texas and Oklahoma are coming over to the league where it just means more in 2024. That kind of rhymes a little bit. So I thought, let me call up Adam Spencer from Saturday Down South and get his thoughts on the who's, the when's, the where's, and the how's. Uh, this will all affect the conference. Adam, good afternoon, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Jordy? I'm terrific. We all thought with the expansion to the 12-team playoff that this would come into fruition, and it has. Apparently, uh, smarter minds prevailed, and the Big 12 and those two universities both agreed. Now the big question is, what's the SEC going to do? What's your best guess, and what's the timetable to figure all this stuff out? Uh, What they're going to do is, 
far as uh, scheduling and scheduling. Yeah, are I, we going to have divisions? What are we going to have? I, I think that probably they're going to try to just you know restructure the East and West format for a couple of years at least to see how that looks. Um, you know, I know that there's the like four team pod options out there. Uh, I don't know if I've seen one that will keep everybody happy so far. Um, but uh, I think that they're going to explore that a little bit more. Um, and But, you know, maybe for at least 2024, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept an FTC East and West and maybe, uh, you know, just re- restructured a little bit there. Maybe you move Alabama and, uh, and Auburn into the East uh, move Mizzou to the West and add the two Big Twelve schools to the to the West. I I, I don't know what they'll do, but uh, they have they have some options there. And uh, you know, I think that the important thing to try to get sorted out right away is getting that ninth conference game, which would help with right. uh, with some of the the uh, the scheduling issues that might arise from uh, bigger divisions. That that has to come into fruition. I mean, the, the ESPN's not going to be paying all that money to have. They need content. They need good games. They've got to go to nine league games, right? They've got to. I, I think so, and I, I think that uh, you know down the road, I think that uh, what Nick Saban has said for years, he'd rather play ten SEC games a year. I think that that's going to be very much in play. Uh, as, wow. as we see the first two, and I, you know, I think that the Big Ten might look that way too. When you have all these, you know, great brands in conference, it doesn't really make sense to go outside of conference that much. I, I would say that maybe you know the SEC goes uh, and schedules one other Power Five opponent, uh, a Group of Five, and, uh, and and then ten league games down the road. I think in twenty twenty four twenty five, I think they have to minimum get nine league games and then and then you you push for a 10th league game down the road i don't think it'll happen in 2024 but uh, right. that's certainly something to push for in the future Ooh. yeah how do you think the coaches will vote for that uh addendum sheesh well i mean i think you uh you have nick saban on the record saying he'd vote for it so if he's if he's still around uh when this vote happens you know he better vote for it he's he's said on the record that he he wants 10 league he played 10 league games so i i think and if, and if you get nick saban on board then uh you know you can get a lot of uh, other folks to uh follow suit there pretty quick so he's going to be the the big driver for that you know how those coaches are when they want those guaranteed wins pay pay a school a million get that w boy makes that resume look a lot better and uh you get six wins, you get to go a bowl game, and you maybe save your job. But we shall see. Um, there's a lot of talk about with nine games having a three-game um, annual rival that you play against, and then you rotate six others. Uh, like for LSU, I would imagine it would be Alabama, Ole Miss, and probably Texas A&M. You're familiar with Missouri. Now that Oklahoma's coming into the league, um, what would Missouri's three annual matchups best look like yeah i mean i would think that uh you know, you'd probably have some combination you know i think that the two uh the, the two locks probably would be oklahoma and arkansas um mm-hmm. and then you know I'd, I'd like to see either you know texas a&m or south carolina probably i mean i think that kentucky would be in the mix too um they could also potentially you know, give the Tigers Vanderbilt as a as a rival, just so that Vanderbilt has 
some rivals other than Tennessee. Um, you know, they, they could go in a number a number of directions. If I had my way, though, it'd be Arkansas, uh, Oklahoma, and uh, South Carolina. Interesting. You know, Alabama's going to have Tennessee and Auburn, and and I'm sure LSU. That that's a no brainer. Um, lots to be de- de- determined. Do you think this all gets determined by the the spring meetings in Destin? Uh, I don't know if it'll all be uh, set by then, but I, I think the spring meetings, uh, you know, by uh, the spring meetings in in uh, that the, there's there's some there's, the SEC media days. I think is a better target. Spring meetings, okay. I think they'll finalize a lot of it, but I don't know if if they'll uh, have everything set in stone. But uh, you know, when they when they take the stage at the SEC media days uh, this this uh, this summer then i think that that's when you have to have some real answers to give people or they're just going to keep asking the same questions in different ways that makes perfect sense you get texas versus texas a&m again oklahoma missouri amongst others that's uh you get a lot of rivalries in this thing let's switch over to basketball um i I keep waiting for the balloon to burst on texas a&m and it just doesn't they're nine and two in the league two full games behind alabama who's going to win this thing but tennessee seems to be sliding down while arkansas Shoot, they've won. Uh, they've won five in a row after starting the conference one and five. They're now back up to six and five, including a win last time out at Kentucky. Oh, Musselman once again has them peaking at the right time. Yeah, and uh, you know they have some encouraging news with Nick Smith Jr. back at practice, so they've Ooh. got a big weapon coming back too. So you know it's just it's it's crazy how he Musselman just seems to get his teams ready to go when the stretch run hits. I mean. You know, I'm sure some fans would uh, would appreciate uh, maybe hitting the ground running a little bit quicker in uh, SEC play and not starting. You know, they started one and three last year with a loss at Vanderbilt. They started this year one and five with a loss to Vanderbilt. So, you know, I, I think that uh, some fans would probably like to see not the Hogs not dig themselves such a deep hole at the start of conference play so that they could actually compete for a regular season title, but. Uh, yeah, I mean the the money's made in March. Uh, the the March performance is what people remember, and uh, Musselman is yeah. certainly good at getting his squad ready for that. How many teams do you think are in the field of sixty eight? If it, it was announced today, if it was announced today, I think that there would be six. I think that Auburn is holding on to a spot. Alabama and Tennessee are locks. Um, I think Mizzou and Kentucky and Arkansas are also in the mix. I think Texas A&M needs one more win. Uh, Florida has that quality win, but just not the not the overall record. Um, Mississippi State is on the fringe too, but I think so. There's nine teams that still have a legitimate shot at the tournament. But I think if the season ended today, I would have the the those first six in there with Auburn as the closest to being uh, left out. Golly, LSU gets to play Ole Miss in South Carolina uh, one of these days. Um, man, never saw this coming, big guy. One in ten, losers of 11 straight. They just can't score. They can't. I mean, they have no offense. Yeah, I mean, playing Alabama twice has has hurt. You know, when you look at Mississippi State's uh, league record and their sort of struggles, you know, they've played both Alabama and Tennessee twice. So they, they've had a brutal go of it, too. Um you know, so some similarities there between between those teams, but yeah, I mean LSU has by 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 far had the hardest 
schedule of any team in the league. And yeah, you still need to win some of those games, but uh, I, I do think that they'll finish a little bit more towards respectability towards the end of the road here as they get, you know, Ole Miss and uh, South Carolina and some of the some of the lesser teams on their schedule. Finally, I mean, Matt McMahon has to be. Just like wow, <laughs> about yeah. time we have uh, a chance, a legitimate chance to break this eleven-game losing streak. Ain't that the truth? Who do you like Sunday in the battle of unbeaten's in the SEC? South Carolina hosting LSU. You know, I, I think that uh, that's that's it's going to be really tough to go in there and beat the Gamecocks. Um, yeah, they're they're number one for a reason. Aaliyah Boston yeah. is having just. She's she's magnificent, um, you know, and that, and that's going into Columbia and losing is certainly nothing to uh, hang your head about if you're LSU. Right. I mean, I'm sure they'll give them a better game than uh, than most teams have, um, which you know, and they'll be in it. I think in the fourth quarter, uh, it's just going to be you know, I think that overall the atmosphere that uh, South Carolina puts together there, you know, the the dominance of, of Boston inside. I just really think that uh, it's going to be really tough for LSU to pull out, pull out a win in the tough road environment. But, uh, yeah. you know, if this was on a neutral court or in Baton Rouge, you know, that's, that's a game that, uh, that I'd really like to see come March. And I think that might, uh, might come to fruition. They may play each other uh, two more times, one in the SEC tournament and, and one in the big tournament down the road. We shall see. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you. There's SEC players, of course, always on NFL teams. You got the Eagles and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl uh, this Sunday in, in Auburn, despite the fact that everybody's wearing a number 35 Phoenix Suns jersey now, even on the golf course, Stuart Sink is, is wearing. I mean, they've got golf. They've got Durant. They've got the Super Bowl. Phoenix is the sports capital of the world this week. Who do you like, the Chiefs or the Eagles, to win it? Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one. You know, I went to a college in Missouri, so we'd pop over for a Chiefs game every now and then. But uh, I was actually I was actually living in Philly um, when they won the Super Bowl over the Patriots. So that was a really fun night. So yeah. you know, I have soft spots for both of these teams, but uh, I'm going with uh, I'm going with the Chiefs. I, I think that. Uh, you know, Philadelphia, their offense under Hurts hasn't really been tested the past couple of weeks. I know that they've won in blowout fashion, but, uh, you know, they, they, you know, their backup running back put up a hundred yards rushing against the Giants because the Giants were out of that game so early. You know, the, the 49ers were a couple of guys away from, uh, having to give me a call to play quarterback. Um, so, you know, they, they've, they were just, they've, they've had a really fortunate draw. They're still a really good team. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, right. you know, I just think that, uh, that, that the chiefs have had to overcome the ar- obstacles to get here. And, uh, and just the two weeks of rest for Patrick Mahomes, ankle, I really think is going to make a difference. And, uh, I think okay. he's going to make enough plays to, to win. Uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be like a 27, 24 game or something like that. Adam Spencer, Saturday Down South. Enjoy the hoops this weekend. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Always great talking with you, man. Thank you so very much. Yeah, have a good weekend, Jordy. Thanks. You take care. Adam Spencer, Saturday Down South. Uh, George Faust, Fridays with Faust, next. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros.
We're brought to you each and every day by ShopRite Tobacco Plus Discount Outlets. Man, if you can't shop right at ShopRite, you just can't shop right at all. And they've got 60 of them in southern and central Louisiana. By Ducks, Cleaning America's Air from the inside out. By Eon of Lafayette, Baton Rouge, and Mandeville, the premier touchless robotic laser body contouring device that helps you lose those unwanted inches and gets you permanent fat reduction by the Louisiana Lottery. You can't win until you start playing. But DC's Little Capital Exxon with their true soul food deli, home of the best cheeseburger your mouth has ever tasted. And by Cajun Chef, it's crawfish season. Why don't you turn up the taste with Cajun Chef hot sauce? There's no better way to wrap up the work week than talking with the man regarded as the king of Acadiana sports media, KLFY sports director George Faust. It's time for Fridays with Faust here on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. George, good afternoon, sir. How are you? Doing great, doing great. How about you? Having a good day? Good, except this all of a sudden it's getting cold again. What's up with this, man? I'm I mean, I had a taste of spring and I'm all of a sudden now it's back to winter again. <laughs> it just Dang. like to tease you a little bit and here's what's coming later in the year, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's uh yeah. I don't, I'm um, not I'm not I'm not game with the cold weather. I don't like that. I'd rather hot weather than cold weather. Everybody, everybody, they get that first warm weather and they go out to the nurseries, they buy plants, they plant them all. I'm like, whoa, wait till March, man. We're going to have another freeze. I'm telling you, we are. Uh, and sure enough, we're, yeah, we're going to. Um, wasn't uh, freezing over 8,000 people inside Reed Coliseum for a battle for first place between the Cajuns and Southern Miss. Cajuns come up short 82 to 71, but nothing to be shamed about. Um, Got to keep on keeping on, but what a great environment for basketball and a great rivalry between two clubs. Man, it, it's gonna, I think that's going to be one of the premier rivalries in, in the Sun Belt moving forward here for the next uh, few years here because uh, obviously in baseball, Southern Miss, we know how good they are. Scott Berry and crew, they do a phenomenal job. I used to cover Scott Berry when he was at Meridian Community College wow. uh, back in the day. And now, now he's the, now he's the head coach at Southern Miss. And, and obviously the Cajuns have uh, some, high expectations and, and uh, are looking for that in baseball. But obviously now in basketball, too, it's becoming a, a thing. And, yeah, I, I was watching that game, and I'm like, I'm like, this is how the Cajun Dome should be, you know? The Cajun yes. Dome is bigger than that. You could put eleven to 12,000 in the Cajun Dome. And they had 8,000 people at the third best school in Mississippi, you know? I mean, there's yeah. obviously number one's Ole Miss, number two's Mississippi State. And then number three is Southern Miss, but uh, that's just a little dig for Mississippi. Uh, yeah, um, I, I caught it. I, I was going to let it slide you until you it. said I know. it. I so. think people are probably yeah. like, "What? What? No." Yeah. But but honest, honestly, yes, you're right. It, it, what looks like a, a budding rivalry uh, is starting to happen, and with with regards to, I mean, <clears throat> baseball and basketball, that, that's definitely happening. Uh, football, I think, is going to take a little bit longer. Although there is some history there too. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, we'll, we'll see. But it's it, it we'll definitely, uh, if that kind of atmosphere continues between the two teams play each other, 
that was their Super Bowl, man. They, USM loved yep. that, loved that out. Uh, uh, they they wanted the Cajuns in there. They made it a big deal. They had the whiteout, all that good stuff. So I just uh, kind of wonder. It was fun to watch. I just kind of wonder if that game had been in the Cajun Dome with first place on the line this late in the season. I wonder. I just. I, I, I wonder if they would have packed the house at the Cajun Dome or gotten eight thousand people there. Do you think? Uh, I, I I I have a feeling they might have, they might have got six. Yeah, sixty five hundred maybe. I I mean they had five over five thousand the other night. So um, the fans are there if you win, but I mean that's everywhere, right? There needs to sure. be more of a base, uh, a, a, a base right. of fans that consistently go to the games, and 5,000 should be on a bad night, you know? And, uh, yeah. it, it, look, you know, going to games in, in the SEC, you get spoiled. And that's what happened when, you know, when I was in school and then when I started working, I covered a lot of SEC schools. Yeah. Alabama, when I covered Alabama, Alabama had nothing. They, they were nobody. And they would fill up the Coleman Coliseum. And I'm yeah. like, dude, they stink. Like why? Yep. Why are people? Come, but it was they just came to support their team and their right. school. They didn't. It didn't matter, you know that that they were who they were playing or what they. You know they they put uh, butts in the seats, and I think right. that's what you know has to happen over time here. And and and, and you know, but it reminds me. I'm t- I said it at the beginning of the year. This this team for the Cajuns reminds me of those o four o five teams that went to the NCAA tournament uh, under Robert Lee. And they were they were phenomenal teams. They they were they were exciting to watch, and they would consistently put four to five thousand in the in the Cajun Dome. So mm-hmm. it can be done. That can be the baseline, you know. And, I think uh, with Bob Marlin, uh, I, th- I think what Bob Marlin needs to do, he's got to go get one of those. Uh, uh, Bo Lamar types, one of those Roy Ebron types, one of those superstar guys, you know, one of those guys, a, a Chris Jackson that's going to give you 30 points a night. Uh, I know they're hard to find and everybody wants them, but my goodness, I think that's what I think that's what UL needs. Um, anyway, their 10 game yeah. winning streak came to an end. The big thing now is trying to get to Pensacola. Uh, they're in the second seed. You want to stay in the top four because you get that bye to the quarterfinals on Friday, and that's the key thing from here. It doesn't yep. matter if you're in the second spot, third spot, fourth. Just stay in the top four. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the only thing winning the regular season does is get you in the NIT, right? Yes. And so, um, yeah, excuse me, in this league, <clears throat> excuse me, in this league, yeah, you really have to, you know, it's win the tournament or or, or just Pray for a, pray for a NIT bid, you know. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, you get those top four. That's what that's what you want. I think you know. You talk about the the guy who can can kind of put in thirty a night. I don't think they have that right now, obviously. But they got. I mean, Jordan Brown. When the, the biggest games have been on the line, that that young man has stepped up to the to the call. And now uh, he did it last night. He did it against Marshall. I, I think there's like he he's got that that. You know, mentality of hey, big game, big time. I got to step up, and, and so you got to have that too. And I think that's what the Cajuns have with, yeah. with him, with Jordan, and uh, and hopefully that can that can kind of lead them into this next phase of the season. 
We shall see. Uh, George Faust, Fridays with Faust, the sports director at KLFY. How about the Cajun Dome? How long have they had the Cajun Dome Classic? I love the idea. Six high school <laughs> games starting tomorrow at 120. And the nightcap, St. Thomas More, New Iberia. Uh, they put him at the nightcap for a reason. But how long have they had this Cajun Dome Classic? It's been it's been a few years. It's, uh, so uh, from what I, uh, I can recall, I think Brad Boyd, Kind of he, when he was the coach at Southside, kind of started implementing that, uh, and and you know back in the day the top twenty eight was here, and there was no there were there yeah. wasn't really uh, nobody ever really did that, but uh, it's a great idea, and and it showcases some of the top talent uh, not only in the area around the state, you know, and uh, it's I think it's a great idea too. I, I love it. It's it's all those games in a central location. It makes it easy to cover from a, a yeah. selfish standpoint, but yeah. then you also get you also get matchups like STM and Nish and Nish. What twenty five and one? They play tonight at Southside. I'm headed to that game tonight, um, and that, that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Wait a as, as Nish, what is that? New New Iberia High School? New Iberia, New Iberia Senior High. Yep. Well, Nish by Chad okay. Porsche. Uh, he he was the head coach. Head football coach and head basketball coach at Bro Bridge oh, wow. led Bro Bridge to a state championship a few years ago, and uh, in basketball, and and that took over when Todd Russ uh, left New Iberia, and now Todd Russ is at Southside. So uh, a, a lot of uh, a lot of moving parts there in that contest tonight between Dish and Southside. Man, it should be good. They've got uh, six games. Starts at one twenty uh, Saturday. ESA versus Midland, followed by Turlings versus Ascension Episcopal. Then it's North Central versus Zachary. Zachary's a good ball club. Beauchene versus Ville Platte. Lafayette Christian versus Catholic New Iberia, and the Nightcap St. Thomas More and New Iberia. New Iberia is number one in uh, non-select in their class. St. Thomas More, I think, is number two in their class. Um, should be a great matchup. What else is happening? Happening, man, when when does UL spring football start up? Do we know? <laughs> uh, let's go with the spring. How about that? No, it's, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it's coming up. But actually, what I do want to talk about real quick, Jordy, if you don't yeah. mind, I'm doing a story. I, I, I'm doing a feature uh, this week on uh, on Gary Broadhead, the UL women's basketball coach. Cool. Um, take, take a guess as to what he did before he was a basketball coach. Any, take a guess. Anything, anything he was you want. A, uh, he was a construction. He, he put roofs on houses. That's a good one. That's not it. But uh, how about this? He was a cucumber farmer. Lord. If you had cucumber farmer in the poll, you win. Um, Jeez. What a, it, it was a, when he told me that a couple of months ago, I, I looked at him and I said, you're lying. I said, I said there's no way. He said, yep, I, I swear, you know, that's what I did. He cultivated the land over by STM, where STM is now. That was yeah. his land uh, to work. And uh, it's, a, it's a phenomenal story. I, I'm going to tell that story on Cajun Nation. Uh, what a, what, he's such, a, such an easy guy to talk to and cool. uh, had a really good time uh, kind of learning about. Like, he was, he, was, he was doing the farming thing and then had a conversation with a coach uh, who was already coaching, uh, a guy named, um, I think we've heard of him, Danny Broussard. Yeah, that's him. Uh, over at STM, he had a conversation with him, and 
And Coach Danny was like, let's go. Hey, come on, come coach. You can do it. Why, why not? You're young enough. And so uh, just an interesting, interesting thing. And you get to hear, hear what, like where he kind of got his ideas of, of what kind of mm-hmm. how to put hard work into action. And uh, I really had a good time talking to him about it. It's going to air is it, Sunday night when at does 1035. This Sunday night, 1035. Uh, I'm going to also uh, preview it a little bit tonight. Uh, on on uh, KLFY and uh, then the, the full episode, will, uh, the full package or story will air uh, on Sunday night. Well, thank thank you for sharing, George Faust. Have a good Friday and a good weekend. And uh, who you, in, in ten seconds, who you picking? Chiefs? Eagles. Or I, got, I got the Eagles. Eagles. I got the Eagles. I got the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to win. My my son Harrison's like uh, having a, a fit right now because he's a. KC guy, but uh, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going with the Eagles. I think the Eagles take it. George, thank you, buddy. Enjoy the weekend. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll come back with our picks after this final timeout. Stay with us. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. The game is throwing you something far better than some cheap plastic beads this Mardi Gras. That's right. You could score a $500 Visa gift card. Just download the game mobile app, open the app, and click on the Mardi Gras Moolah tab. And you're on your way to winning a $500 Visa gift card. It's the game's Mardi Gras Moolah sweepstakes. Download the app, win money. It's just that simple, and it's all from the game, Southwest Louisiana Sports Station. The Jordy Holberg Show prides itself on settling for nothing less than the best. You're simply the best. This thing has a variety of nauseating aspects to it. Jordy has the best takes, the best guests, and let's be honest, the best nickname. The Blonde Bomber is cool as hell. I agree. All right. Let's play ball. Back to only the best on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. 37 minutes after the hour on this Friday, my favorite segment of the week because it's Friday and it's uh, it's time to have a little bit of fun. Yes, indeed, as we make our uh, picks. Not many picks to make across the landscape of things, but uh, we will... We will make them anyway. Um, we've got an NBA game to talk about. We got a couple of college basketball games to talk about, and of course, we have got the Super Bowl. James Mesh back in the um, the game studios, master control suite. We're waiting on my buddy George Becknell to join us, uh, and he is here now. So let's go without further ado. George, how are you, buddy? What's happening, Jordan? I'm fantastic. How are you? I am good. I'm good. James, you ready? Yeah, let's get it. Okay, very good, very good. All right, um, we got an NBA game tonight. One of the best teams in the Eastern Conference, the Cleveland Cavaliers, 35 up, 22 down, currently in fourth place in the East, one game behind the Philadelphia 76ers. So Cleveland comes in with a with a dynamic backcourt, taking on the New Orleans Pelicans at the Smoothie King Center. The Pels are, have won three in a row. They're now back over 500 at 29 and 27 currently in the seventh spot a half a game behind phoenix you better get phoenix now before durant can play one game behind the clippers and the mavericks Kyrie's back that west just got a lot tougher george a big game tonight in the blender what do you think jordan i kind of like the pelicans in this game i feel like 
you know, you just said they, was, they won three in a row. They kind of get in their stride after Brandon Ingram came back off that injury. And they need this game more than the Cavaliers do. The Cavaliers are in the safe spot. I, I think they're a little comfortable. The Pelicans are just hitting their stride. So I like the Pelicans to win this game. And it's at home. So give me the Pels in a close one. What did you think of the Durant trade, by the way? I mean, God, man, like, <laughs> like, like, like Kevin Durant has to be the greatest front runner in NBA history. You know, like, I, I don't know anybody who's had the type of talent that Kevin Durant's had and, and still join already built teams. I, I've never seen that in my life, but hey, more power to him. He's going to have a lot of pressure on it because oh, if yeah. they don't win a ring, it's his fault. There's so, no doubt about that. All right, I'm with you. All right, uh, James Mesh, Cavs, Pels. I like how the Pels played last time on Martin Luther King Jr. Day when they played the Cavs in Cleveland. Like They stayed with them through the first three quarters. They just yeah. fell apart in the fourth, and that was without B.I. They're really good at home. They got B.I. back. I think this time it'll be a little different, and I think the Pels are able to actually get the win tonight. They Same thing with Duran and others and all these trades. Josh Richardson won't be there tonight, and neither will Dyson Daniels. Uh, the only thing big for the Cavs that they won't be having tonight is Ricky Rubio, but to me that's not the biggest thing. So it's really going to come down to the starters, and I- I'm going to lean towards the Pels with this one. Mardi Gras season. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Mardi Gras season. Late tip. Nine o'clock tip. I wonder how many people are going to be in that Smoothie King Center. Um, I, I agree with both of y'all, and I agree with George's reasoning. The Pels need this, man. They they got to get rolling here. Where uh, you add them up, that's uh, fifty six games out of eighty two. Do the math. What you got? Twenty six games left yes. in the regular season. So the push for the playoffs is on in a college like. Um, schedule now 26 games very doable so so we'll see give me the pels give me the pels um all right lsu basketball has lost 11 in a row uh texas a&m's coming into town and the aggies are nine and two in conference play george uh Two games behind Alabama, but they're in second place, and LSU's way down at the bottom along with South Carolina. Tigers are overdue to have a great game, but is it going to happen on Saturday night? Watch the ladies, Jordan. Just put all your <laughs> put all your chips on the ladies. Look, man, it, it, this is just one of those things where you know we love LSU. This is our team. But man, it's just it's just terrible. Like you can't shoot the ball, you can't win. It's just period. Yeah. So I don't. I have no confidence that the men go pull this off. Texas A and M has been solid. Mm-hmm. I, I'd love for the Tigers to win, but I'm I'm not that bold to uh, pick them in this one. See, you're honest, so that's good. All right, James Mesh, give me some hope here. Anything? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't even I don't even know if LSU can win another game this season because the defense it's played really well. It's kept them in games a lot of time. They've only given up over 80 one time. That was to Alabama when they just gave up 100. Every other time, it's it's been under that. It's been a realistic score that they can come back to. It's just the offense has not been there at all. You might get a solid game from Fountain or KJ Williams or Adam Miller, but the rest of the team, they just they just stink it up the rest of the way, and they just don't have enough. So even it felt like even with the Mississippi State, they could still have a chance. But no, they only put up fifty three. I have no faith that they can even win another game the rest of the season. Okay, uh, they do have some. You know, Ole Miss is bad. South Carolina is bad. LSU's bad. I've never seen a team go into uh, 
elongated scoring droughts on a consistent basis like this team. I feel sorry for him. I feel terrible for him, but uh, hopefully better days are ahead. So we shall see. All right. Uh, So we'll get past that one. We'll move to Sunday, (laughs) the collision in Columbia. How about LSU? Um, Undefeated. The coaches got it right. They put them at number two. The AP put them at number three, and then they came out with the, the, um, the bracket with the top 16 teams, George. And LSU's not even on the one seed line. I mean, what the heck? What's going on there? The blatant disrespect. Really? Is, I'm telling it's you. It's ridiculous, you know, because LSU's beating some good teams, you know. But, I, you know, I guess they haven't beaten South Carolina yet, so nobody takes them for real. But this is why you go get a Kim Mulkey, right? You go get a Kim Mulkey to win the big games. So I, I think that that's utterly ridiculous and disrespectful to the program that they're not a one seed. Okay. But I think t- things will change on Sunday. Ooh, you're picking the Tigers things- to beat the Gamecocks. I'm picking the Tigers to beat the Gamecocks. Number one, the PMAC is going to be loud. It's going to be crazy. It's not in the PMAC. It's in Columbia. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Still, Dawn Staley – is a big Eagles fan. Yeah. Eagles playing the Super Bowl. She's going to be distracted. We're going to see another 2020 game. LSU's going to win on the road. All right. Defense All right. and rebounding travels. I like that. I got LSU. Okay. He's got the Tigers. What do you say, James Mesh? I'm wondering if the AP keeping LSU number three. Is that not some bullet, bulletin board material for the girls? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've, I've, I feel it like is. that's – and it it's it's on the road, so it's going to be really tough. It's against number one seed in South Carolina. Don't feel great about the pick, but I'm going to lean with George on this one. I'm going to pick LSU, and even if they lose, I mean, having one loss, looking at the final four games of the season, they're going to win the other four. So even if they lose, they're still going to end the season 27-1. Yeah. They're still going to be a really great team and a lot better than we all anticipated. So there's there's no reason to be upset even if they lose. No, absolutely. Absolutely. You're right. Um, this is going to be the first of possibly three meetings between these two teams. Um, I'm going to pick South Carolina win because that place is going to be a bedlam. And I just have a funny feeling that um, that big girl that they've got, um, Aaliyah Boston, is going to get our big girl um, – into some possible foul trouble, Angel Reese. And I I, I worry about that. I, I like South Carolina at home, but, you know, we once played Kentucky uh, four times in one season. We lost the first three, but we won the fourth one and got to the final four. So uh, you take your, you, you pick your poison on that one. So uh, I, I'm going to go with South Carolina to win this one, but you get on a neutral court, now we're talking different. And so I think the Tigers might get the last laugh down the road. Uh, so we'll see. All right, Super Bowl Sunday. Chiefs, Eagles, George. I think Kelsey's mom wins. <laughs> You're right about that. <laughs> You're right about now, that. But but this this is this is the perfect strength on strength matchup in my opinion because the strongest group on the Eagles is that defensive line. They got set an NFL record for sacks in the season. Mahomes is the man over there on the other side on Kansas City. How much pressure are they going to be able to put on Patrick Mahomes? And how much Aaron throws he's going to, they're going to have to make him make. He only has to make 
two mistakes because Philly has just as much weapons and just as much firepower as they do. I think Patrick Mahomes makes a mistake, and I think it's going to cost him. And I think Jalen Hurts' magic season and the elder Kelsey is going to get it done. So give me the Eagles to beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. All right. I like it. James Mesh? I think with Patrick Mahomes, I think his ankles that – Pretty much at at least 90%, so I don't think you have to worry about that too much. I'm more worried about Jalen Hurts' shoulder injury, but to me, I look at more of the defensive line for the Eagles because they just have such a huge rotation. They've added pieces throughout the year, and Dominican Sue's over there now. they got Javon Hargraves and a bunch of other names, and that secondary is scary. I look at the Eagles to win this game. If, it's clo- if it ends up being really close, then I think Patrick Mahomes is going to win it for them. But I think the Eagles, that defense is going to be too much for them, and I think they're going to slow them down just enough and give the offense enough opportunities to put in the end zone. I look at the Eagles to win 31-21, and plus, older brother can't let the younger brother have that hanging over his head for the rest of his life. Well, well, we're unanimous because I like the Eagles as well. I just think they're the better team overall. They're balanced on both sides, man. They the only way the Chiefs can win this thing, I think, is they've they've got to they've got to stop Philadelphia's ability to run the football, and 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 Hertz is one of those that that makes that go. So I've got a thirty-one twenty-four. I've got the Eagles. We're all in a clean sweep, and that's that's a great game. But the most important game, George Becknell is tonight, Senior Night, St. Joseph's Academy versus Archbishop Hannon. It's the last game of the season. It's regular season, and the playoffs start. And I told James this story off the air earlier. Um, My daughter had a great game last night. They beat uh, Woodlawn. She had 13 points in the first half, and they came out in the second half, and they put the boxing one on her. And after the game, she said, Dad, I didn't know. I said, baby, you've arrived. That's the best compliment anybody can give you. Put a boxing one on you. So they won last night. Who wins tonight, George? Give me some good vibes. Holtberg goes for 30. We might not (laughs) have heard that in 40 years. Holtberg goes for 30 tonight. And she gets it done against Archbishop Hannon. I do love you, man. I do love you. George, thank you, man. Enjoy it. Have a great weekend, buddy. All right, right, James Mesh, uh, we'll uh, take a a final timeout. We'll have a birthday wish um, and more after this final timeout. This is the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles, Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Your home for the LSU Tigers and Houston Astros. All right, one last time, the game will be broadcasting not one, but two great games this Sunday. It all starts at 1 o'clock when the undefeated LSU women's basketball team travels to take on undefeated defending national champ South Carolina. Now, after that wraps up, it'll be time for Super Bowl 57 live from Glendale, Arizona. Pre-game begins at 4, kickoff between the Eagles and the Chiefs is set for 5.30 p.m. Tune in this Sunday for not one, but two tremendous games right here on the game. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. Here's three pieces of advice to live by. Never play cards with a guy whose last name is a state. Don't spit into the wind. And always listen to the Jordy Holberg Show on the game. 1037 Lafayette and 1041 Lake Charles. Southwest Louisiana's sports station. And we're back 
finishing touches to today and to a really fun week that we've had uh, bringing you the latest topics, the latest information, uh, the story of the day. The Dale Brown Court is now the Dale Brown Sue Gunter Court. And Texas and Oklahoma are set to join the Southeastern Conference July 1st of 2024, which will set the pendulum to scheduling and how many SEC games will there be for each school and who are going to be there every year matchup and who how are they going to rotate these things and all that. So uh, a lot of things to keep you busy along the lines. We all pick the Eagles to win, which means, of course, Kansas City uh, will win the Super Bowl because, I mean, come on, really. Uh, but I do believe Philadelphia is, is the better team. Uh, but you never, ever, ever know. And I just think the Tigers of Kim Mulkey are heading into a uh, whoo, a tough, tough, tough place um so we'll see well hopefully they can pull it off but i'm not going that way so special thanks to our guest today larry holder of the athletic adam spencer saturday down south george faust klfy george becknell and of course my producer james mesh if today friday february 10th is your birthday happy birthday from all of us to all of you there's a lot of people out there with a birthday but only one that matters to me my daughter, Catherine, is 18 years old today. Uh, it's her last regular season basketball game, so it's senior night. She's had a tremendous year, um, and she deserves all the accolades she gets. And uh, hopefully she'll end it up with uh, in grand fashion. It's going to be an emotional time for her mother and I because um, we've been there through it all, and um, uh, we love her to death. So happy 18th birthday. Catherine Jordan Hultberg, you are my superstar. No ifs, ands, buts, or maybes about it. So, um, all right, we got a busy weekend. I wish the Super Bowl was on Saturday so we could really, really enjoy it. But uh, we'll bring it all back to you on Monday. All the results, all the thoughts, all the uh, the the nuances. We'll talk about Rihanna and the halftime show. How was that? We'll talk about commercials. Who was good? Who was not? I have no idea who's going to be in the uh, the big commercials this year. No clue. Not a clue. Um, and uh, we'll go on from there. So, James Mesh, thank you for all you do. Thanks to all of you for listening in whatever form or fashion that you do, whether it's the radio, whether it's the Internet, whether it's on television. Hey, we appreciate you and our partners. You know, golly, we just couldn't do it without you. So we appreciate you very much. So hope you have a great rest of your Friday and even better weekend. Uh, come on back Monday, same time, two to four, same great stations. One oh three seven Lafayette, one oh four one Lake Charles. Until then, laissez les bon temps rouler. And stay thirsty, my friends, and stay healthy, right? Be kind to one another, and let's all be happy. So long, everybody.